Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Amen. This morning, I'm gonna preach a two-part series. Uh, Of course, this morning and tonight. And uh, the message title is called The Trap, The Trap. The trap, everyone say the trap. The trap of offence. Amen. The trap of offence. Every day we are presented with, Josh, if I could have a little bit more fallback, that would be great. Uh, We're presented with opportunities to be offended. (laughs) Uh, They could be as minor as someone cutting us off in traffic. And uh, some of you are very patient. There are others that if someone was to cut you off, it's turning into an all-out war. I'm one of these people who like traffic to flow smoothly. But then when somebody turns their indicator on and they believe it's their right to merge simply because they've turned their indicator on, well... I'm still working on the fruit of the Spirit in my life. (laughs) You get car park wars, people who are fighting for the best car space. And if somebody takes the car space that you wanted, it's easily easy to uh, generate a bit of a fence in your life. How about the person in the shopping centre when you're having trolley wars? Instead of hugging the one side of the aisle, They want to put their trolley in the middle, a fence. How about when you're walking in Cronulla? Alice and I were walking in Cronulla just a week or two ago. And I like to be kind to people. And then you get the groups of three who, because you know, the the path there at Cronulla Beaches, there are certain sections when you're kind of walking towards Salmon Hall. It's not super wide. And they remain in their group of three and I have to go on the grass. (laughs) How many of you know that starts to generate a little bit of offence? But you get the offences where a friend who perhaps has a very sarcastic tongue and they seem to want to pull you down, somebody in your family that, loves to make harsh comment about you, uh, people that you've known over the years who speak in a certain tone or in a certain way and we deal with offence. The word offence comes from the Greek word scandalous. Uh, This word scandalous simply means uh, or describes, I should say, a trap or a trigger. And so when you hear the word offence in the New Testament, if I could have more fallback, please, Josh, that'd be great. Essentially, what it's speaking about is a trap. It is a trigger that Satan at times creates. The idea of a trap, the idea of a trigger is there to lure an animal to hold then that animal captive. Offence keeps us captive. In fact, offence is so powerful 
that it can literally split families apart, turning brothers into adversaries. It can deceive a person. Offense is so powerful that it can deceive a person and the deception is simply this and that is it tells you that it's actually easier to build a fence than it is to build a bridge. A fence is so powerful that it can haunt you for the rest of your life, having a detrimental impact on your emotional well-being. Tone for tone, aggression for aggression, jab for jab. Offence, church, is a deadly snare. Offence is so powerful that it can actually tell you, uh, don't get mad, get even. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 18 verse 19 says, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. Now life tells us, experience tells us that we will all get offended. You will be offended by someone. (laughs) You will be offended by a circumstance of some sort. In fact, Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 17, He says it's impossible, impossible that no offences will come your way. We will be offended at some point. This morning what I want to do is I want to give you three things that occurs in our lives when we become offended. Tonight, by the way, I'm preaching again tonight on the same subject. And tonight, I actually want to walk people through the freedom of breaking free, I should say, from offence. It's going to be very, very powerful tonight. And we are going to walk and shepherd people to a place where you can be offence-free. So number one, let's speak about offence this morning. Offence cannot be localised or contained. Cannot be localised or contained. Now, two weeks ago, Alison had to go to the dentist. She needed a bit of TLC on uh, one of her back tooth. And I was waiting in the car and uh, the dentist had to give her a series of injections. And the idea was is to give her a local anaesthetic so that the dentist could do what he needed to do. The deception of offence is that it tells you that you can localise it, that it affects one part of your emotions. It doesn't affect anybody else. It doesn't affect your children. It doesn't affect your relationships. It doesn't affect your friendships. And in fact, it tells you that it has very little impact on your relationship with God. But the fact is, is that offence, holding on to an offence, knows no boundaries. Offence will poison your marriage. Offence will poison your children. And it poisons your relationship with God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 says, make every effort to live in peace. Uh, so the writer of Hebrews is encouraging people to have harmonious relationships. Says with everyone, not with some. (laughs) And notice what the scripture says. It says, 
live in peace with everyone. Not just the people you like. Not just the people that you sit with at church. Bible says live in peace with everyone. The Scripture goes on to say, to be holy, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it, verse 15, that no one falls short of the grace of God. Now, watch this. The writer of Hebrews is writing to a church. This is so serious that he doesn't address an individual when it comes to offence and peaceable living. He says to the whole church, it's actually your responsibility. See to it, all of you, this is so important that no one falls short of the grace of God. Um, the interpretation there of falling short of the grace of God is, imagine you were walking with a group of people from one location to another, someone lags behind. The idea is to say, look around. Who's lagging behind? Who's falling short of the grace of God? Who's not keeping up with where the grace of God is at? So the writer is saying, living peaceably with people is not just an individual responsibility, it is a whole church responsibility. We are to live in peace. And the Scripture goes on to say, because the result will be is that if a person does start to lag behind when it comes to living peaceably with others, it says that no bitter fruit grows up. So the Bible is telling us that if you hold on to offence, the fruit of it will be is that a bitter root grows up. It takes root. It takes a hold of that person. And bitterness is so destructive that bitterness, the fruit of bitterness is resentment and of course, unforgiveness. And so the writer is saying to us, offence is so critical, or or rather I should say, our ability to help others deal with offence is so critical that if we don't help each other in this arena, a bitter root will grow up in that person's life. And watch what the writer says in verse 15, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, this bitter root grows up to cause trouble and watch this, and defile many. That is... Offence cannot be localised. It has an impact on those around you, defiling those that are around you. So you may think I can keep the offence to myself and the truth is you actually can't. Because at some point out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? Come on, the mouth what? The mouth speaks or we could say the mouth leaks. (laughs) Eventually, at some point in your life, if you hold on to an offence, you are defiling the people that are around you. Amen. Now, this is what I've discovered about offence. Offence loves allies. It loves companionship. (laughs) 
And in fact, it flourishes with support. You will always find other people in church life and in a general community who will agree with you with your offence. And in that agreement, your offence is actually flourishing. And the Bible says that it starts to defile many. It defiles people around you. And resentment starts to spread. Gossip starts to come out of that person's mouth. And I want to encourage you that one of the wisdom tips of life is not to associate with a gossiping person. Because this is what I've discovered. Gossiping people, what they say to you, let me give you a wisdom tip in life, what they say to you is what they actually say about you. The spirit of offence stirs up anger. It stirs up hatred. Watch this. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were so offended by Jesus that eventually they lost their minds and they lost their minds to the point where they wanted a human being dead. That's what offence will do to our hearts. We need to recognise this morning that offence is a snare of the enemy and it's designed to entangle you, to entrap you and to destroy you. The Bible says that the enemy has come to steal, to steal. He's there to steal your joy, steal your life, steal your peace. Come on, he's there to steal. And his goal is to destroy it. Uh, watch Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15 in the Living Bible. Let's see how the Living Bible, a paraphrased version of the Bible puts this verse. It says, look after each other so that none of you will fail to find God's best blessings. Watch out that no bitterness takes root among you, for as it springs up, it causes deep trouble, hurting many in their spiritual lives. We need to recognise that offence is hurting you and it's hurting your family. It's hurting your marriage. It's hurting your children. It's hurting your home. It's hurting your relationships. It's hurting your spiritual well-being. How many of you feel very encouraged this morning? <laughs> Number two, holding onto an offence is incongruent with your new nature. If you choose to hold onto an offence, it's incongruent with your new nature. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, we all know the verse, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Come on, who, who knows that to be true? We, we are new creations. The Bible says old things have passed away. All things have become new. When you are born again, your spirit comes alive to, to Christ. We become one with Him. It's inherent and innate in our nature to love, to show kindness, to show peace. Why? Because we've become one with the Lord. 
Two years ago, our family bought a dog. His name is Bam, Bam the Labradoodle. (laughs) It's inherent in the nature of our dog that when Alison and I take him down to the park and we throw the ball. Now, the dog, as part of its nature, runs, collects the ball, tail wagging like crazy, by the way, (laughs) and brings the ball back. Why? So that you can throw it again. And our dog can do this like for hours straight. It just loves it when you throw the ball, brings the ball back, throw the ball, brings the ball back, because it's inherent. It's part of the nature of the animal. You have an inherent nature. There are innate characteristics about you. Nobody had to teach you about emotions. Nobody had to teach you how to be sad, to be angry, to laugh, to cry. It's it's innate. It's part of your characteristic. What's innate in your nature is love and it's kindness. When you became one with the Lord, that is your new self. The fruit of the Spirit is part of your innate, it's part of your inherent nature in God. When we hold on to offence, we are practising something that is against or incongruent with your God nature. And your God nature is calling out to you saying, deal with it, deal with it. This is not who you are. Why? 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any of us be in Christ, we are new creations. You you haven't received an upgrade. (laughs) This is not going from the $5,000 car to the $12,000 car or the $20,000 car to the $50,000 car. The Bible says you are a new, a new, you are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. It's innate, it's in your nature to be a person of love, generosity, to have a sweet, kind, compassionate, caring spirit. And when we hold on to offence, offence is incongruent with your new. Hence why when you hold on to offence, you feel yucky and you don't feel right. Why? Because it's not who you are. Philippians chapter 4 verse 2, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Philippi and he begins to deal with a bit of disunity and, and, and uh, disharmony that was occurring between two believers. Imagine that. Imagine your name being known in the Bible <laughs> as the people <laughs> who were in disunity. That's it. It's set forever for eternity. <laughs> and so, so Paul writes, now watch this again, not to two individuals. He didn't send an email personally to them. Paul realises this unity is so important. Why? Because your disunity affects me. Your disunity, your offence has an effect on everybody. 
Now, don't be fearful. I'm not writing e-news this week to point out all the people who've been, you know, who's not going to be on Santa's list this year. <laughs> but, but watch what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 2. He says, I implore, not just, here's a suggestion, you know, here's a thought, here's a note. He says, I, come on church, I implore Euodia and Syntyche. He says, to be of the same mind in the Lord. He's imploring two women who are not happy as Larry and are having a bit of a conflict And he says, I implore you, watch this, to be of the same mind in the Lord. Now, stay with me now. Now, Paul highlights these two people who are, some form of offence has grown in their relationship with each other, with God, who knows what's going on. Now, Euodia is an interesting choice and Syntyche is an interesting choice that Paul would write to them, highlight their names for everybody to read. <laughs> Forget about confidentiality. Here we go. <laughs> and, and there's a reason though, there's a reason why the Holy Spirit, because remember the writer of the Scriptures was not Paul. It, it was the Spirit of God. The Spirit of the Lord chose what's in and what's out. And the Holy Spirit chose to leave this in. Why? Why would he allow, because there were many letters, many thoughts, many ideas, but the Spirit of God left this in. Because the name Euodia means prosperous journey. And the name Syntyche means pleasant acquaintances. So Paul's saying, this is your nature, but you are living in, come on church, incongruent with your Nature. It's in your nature not to hold on to an offence. Watch this. It's in fact easier for you as a believer in Jesus Christ to build a bridge than it is to build a fence. But offence is telling you, build the fence, build the fence, build the wall around you and everybody and everything. No, that's not who you are. You are a person of peace in Jesus Christ. You are anointed. You are a, that is your nature. Your nature, when you were born, nobody had to get the manual out of the 10 steps to breathing. All right, baby, here's step. We better hurry on here because you better get breathing. It's inherent. It's innate, it's in your nature, it's part of your characteristic. So is love, so is peace, so is kind. And watch this, not holding on to an offence. Amen. Because see, from a spiritual position, I've actually put this up on the screen for you. Those of you who are watching online, I actually want you to write this in the chat today because this is very important because we can't keep getting prophecies if we're not willing to deal with this stuff. We can't keep pretending I want to be the next Joyce Meyer or the next Billy Graham or to raise a billion dollars for the Kingdom of God or to become a missionary if we can't deal with this. Amen. Oh, can I take my jacket off, please? Excuse me. Uh, who would like to help me? James. Thank you, James. Are you okay? 
Because from a spiritual position, here we go online, write this down. Offence is justifying the act of withholding love. Come on now. Offence is justifying the act of withholding love. You can't justify it. Why? Because it's in your nature to love. It's like me coming to you and say, all right, you need to hold on to your breath for the next 15 15 minutes. You can't do it. Why? Because you are wired and programmed. You need oxygen. You need to show love. You need to forgive. You need to show healing and mercy and kindness. Why? Because it's in your, come on, it's in your nature. So to hold on to it is incongruent. God says, that's not you. That's not how I created you. That's not how I made you. I made you to be a person of peace. I made you to be a person of love. I made you to be a person of kindness, compassion and mercy. Amen. Now tonight I'll I'll speak more about forgiveness because forgiveness is not, if someone breaks into your house last night, stole all your goods and you're like, beauty, let's have lunch today. (laughs) Well, I can forgive you, but we ain't having lunch today. (laughs) And so tonight we will talk about, because there are people who choose not to forgive because they actually have a misunderstanding about forgiveness and they believe that forgiveness equals reconciliation. No, it does not. Forgiveness does not equal reconciliation. Forgiveness is about you and it's about your freedom. It's about your healing. It's about the purity of your heart. So you can't miss tonight because we're gonna walk through that. Can you say amen? Now, where were we? Number three. Are you ready? The destiny God has for us unfolds or withers at the junction of offence. Let's say that again. The destiny God has for us unfolds or withers at the junction of offence. Let me say this to you. If you feel called and you feel anointed, guess what's coming in your direction? Some lovely people (laughs) who want to offend you, want to offend your call, betray your love, betray your compassion. Joseph is the classic example in the Bible of somebody who really was justified to hold on to, come on, to cling to an offence. Well, his brothers, they were new levels. I mean, you think your brother or brothers are bad? They sold him into slavery. I don't know any of you that were sold into slavery. They took him, threw him in a pit, left him to die. Merchants come along. A young man, in fact, he was a teenager, sold into slavery by his brothers. I mean, that's a serious betrayal right there. Goes to Egypt, serves in Egypt, serves in Potiphar's house. Well, you know the story. Potiphar's wife is like, he's a fine brother. She likes him. And well, let's just call it for what it is. 
she was quite forthright in her approach. She says, Joseph, lie with me. Uh, I call that the, uh, well, that's the uh, direct approach. <laughs> and, and, and Joseph resists. He says, I can't do that. I, I honour my God. She gets upset, accuses him of trying to sexually assault her. Um, Joseph gets thrown into prison. I mean, he was just honouring God. The coat given, the coat taken away, the coat destroyed. Well, Joseph's in prison for a crime that he did not commit. Spent years in prison. I interpret the dream of the butler and the baker. They were supposed to remember him. Kind of time went on, so we forgot about him. And he's forgotten in prison. But there came a day, there came a day when God elevated him. Now watch this. This is what I believe personally, that is the secret of Joseph's life. And that is, offence is an event. Offended is a decision. And watch this, the land, the land of offence, stay with me now, became the land of the anointing. I come about five people. Offence dealt with right is your elevation. Offence dealt with under the mercy of God, under the blood of Jesus. Because remember what the point was, you either wither or you advance. And today, believers across the globe, across Australia are living. They went from the event of offence and they chose to be offended. Do you know how many offended believers I've met over the years? Angry at the church, bitter at the church, bitter at God's people, bitter at everyone, bitter at every song, bitter at everything. And this is what I watched in a generation of, because I've been remembering, I know I look 25, but next year, I watch this, I'm 30 years in full-time ministry. I've seen some things. And this is what I watch, this is what I watch. I watch the same bitterness now in their children because the root of bitterness defiles many. You come to my house, we speak well of people. You have Nando's with me, watching AFL at my house. My kids have heard pastors are awesome. Oh, did you hear Pastor Karen's song lead this morning? We've trained our children in that way from the time they were born. Have I had reason to be offended? I'm telling you, I've met some wonderful believers over the years. The good news is 99.9% .9 of people at Horizon Church are awesome. And I, I actually mean that. I, I'm not just saying that to be nice. I actually, we have a great church. Why? Because this church has decided we won't hold on to offence. We all have the right somewhere in our journey where you meet some lovely people in the purposes of God. But we choose not to be 
offended. Some of you, you're offended. You're offended by what happened over 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Come on now. You've got a call. You've got a destiny. You've got the hand of God on your life. And the trap of offence has taken full effect. Amen. Joseph, all the offences, here it is. He said, I will have an unoffendable heart. Come on, I will have an unoffendable heart. And my prayer for you today is that you will have an unoffendable heart. Because Jesus said, offences are coming. But I today make a choice to have a childlike faith. I will not have an offendable heart. There is too many people who don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. I care for the destiny of my children. I care for my marriage. I care for my relationship with You. I care for what comes out of this reservoir. I care about it. I will not have an unoffendable, I will have an unoffendable heart. Why? Because there's a call. It's not part of my nature. Because I've been born again in Jesus. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Guard your heart above all else. Who knows that to be true? Come on. Guard your heart above all else. Watch this. For it determines, not suggests, not, not, not a little nudge. It determines the course of your life. Philippians chapter 1, verse 10 that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere, watch this, and without offence till the day of Christ. Without offence, without offence until Jesus comes back. Romans chapter four, verse 25, who was delivered up, watch this, because of our offences. He was delivered up for the pain that you feel, the offence that you feel. Jesus took it upon Himself. He was delivered up because of our offences. I'm gonna ask the worship team to come and join me this morning. Offence has grabbed, has grabbed a hold, excuse me, of your heart, your thoughts, your mind, you feel trapped. Let me say this, Jesus cannot be your peace if offence is your focus. Jesus cannot be our peace if offence is our focus. Now, when we come to church, we hold this beautiful emblem in our heart, symbolising the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a wafer in there. There's some juice in the cup because the wafer symbolises broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ. The blood represents the blood that was shed for the washing away of our sin. Now, now here's a good understanding of communion. Years ago in 80s church life, uh, I don't know if you, some of you remember, it's like, if you sin this week, if you bit the dog, <laughs> 
If you were naughty this week, you're not allowed to take communion. <laughs> communion is not for you. You you've got to get right with God and then you can take communion. By the way, if you need communion, just put up your hand. Our host team would love to help you this morning. Those of you who are watching at home, if you can just prepare communion right now, because we're going to receive communion together. And in the 80s, you were told that you couldn't have it because of, you know, you were not good. <laughs> so you better get right with God and then take communion. But we're taking communion today, not because of how good I need to be, but communion reminds me, yes, I'm a sinner saved by grace, but Lord, I need You. Communion is what you call the great exchange. My weakness for His strength. My sin for His forgiveness. Watch this. My offences for His mercy and His grace. You need communion today. You need communion for the offence that you feel in your heart. Some of us have moved beyond offence to offended. And it's turned into a root of bitterness. We need communion together today. You need communion. You're not a bad person. You're not an evil person. Today is the great exchange. Just say, Lord, this is where I'm at. My weakness for Your strength. Can you say Amen? Today we give Christ our offence and He gives us His righteousness. He gives to us His holiness. He gives to us His peace and His joy. It's not in your strength. It's not in your ability to overcome. It's by looking to Jesus and saying, Lord, I need Your help. Jesus Himself could have been offended. He could have lived in offence. <laughs> he was ignored. Some of you know what it's like to be ignored. He was belittled. Some of you have been belittled by others. He was rejected. He was discarded. And He was insulted. But our Jesus is so awesome that when He hung on the cross, He said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. We need His help today. And we need the great exchange. My weakness for His amazing strength. Can I say one more thing? When you live offended, you develop in you what's called a false form of strength. A false form of strength is what's called walls. Those walls provide you with a measure of protection, but in the end, it'll produce loneliness. Today is the day to break down what your mind has told you is a form of strength. It's not strength. It's a false form of strength. Our strength comes from Him. It's in our vulnerability with Him to say, Lord, I am weak. But the Scripture says, when we are weak, 
he is strong. Amen. Who's been blessed by the Word today? Come on, who feels the Lord speaking to them today? There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We are loved by Him. Could we stand up this morning? Is that, is that okay? Can we hold the communion in our hands? Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. We love You so much. We honour You. The Lord's speaking to someone about forgiving their brother today. Like I said, tonight I'll be a little bit more practical and I won't shout as much. (laughs) And we're going to really walk through dealing with resentment and bitterness and and just really trust God for His grace tonight. Uh, Some of you can't be here tonight and so, uh, wow, what what a great moment right now in, in communion. And that's okay as well. The great exchange. So Lord, we come before You. We humble ourselves, remembering God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. We humble ourselves and we say, we need You. We need Your help in this area of offence. We desire, Lord, that our hearts are not polluted, that the well of the Spirit is not polluted with muck. You said in Your Word that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We do not wanna be double-minded. We wanna be single-minded. I pray today, Holy Spirit, that You would help us to live with hearts that are unoffendable. We draw encouragement from the life of Joseph. We draw encouragement from Your Word today. We ask You, we ask You today for grace and help in the time of need. We reflect on Psalm 91 verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Lord, we get it wrong. We say things wrong. We hold on to offence. But today we ask for grace and mercy. Jesus, You took our offence upon Yourself upon that cross. You took the pain You took the burden. Come on, the Holy Spirit's working in people already. I can sense it. Some of you, the Spirit of God's talking to you about your relationship with your dad, who may have passed away, but you're actually still holding on to it. What he should, shouldn't have been. God's saying, come on, guard your heart with all diligence. I love you. I can heal you. I can say, I'm the good shepherd. Come on, he's the good shepherd. God's saying, today's the day. It's the great exchange. Today's the day for renewal and for freedom. And so today, Heavenly Father, we ask You for grace, healing and mercy. We choose today to be unoffendable. But we know, Lord, to be unoffendable, we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own ability. We need Your help. So we come to the mercy of God today. Come on, I'm praying on Your behalf right now. We come to the mercy of God and we say, God, help us, help us, cleanse us, strengthen us, make us new. We recognise our position today 
that we are in Christ Jesus. And you said in your Word that if any of us be in Christ, we are new creations. Those old things, those old offensive, we declare today have passed away and all things have become new. We thank You for it and we receive it in Jesus' Name. Now, just before we take communion, perhaps God in His tender way, it's not my job because my job is not to highlight a circumstance, a person, a situation. That's not my job. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. That's the job of the Good Shepherd. The Lord's highlighted a person, a circumstance, an event, and you find yourself offended, scandalous. Remember the Greek word? To set a trap, you're entangled. Could you, before you take communion, give that situation, give that person, give that circumstance and give it to the Lord. Exchange today, exchange in communion, my weakness for His strength, my hardness for His love. Can you just do that right now? And when you're ready, when you're ready, receive communion in faith, in faith, in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. When you're ready, you can drink the cup as well. Thank You, Lord. Thank You for freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Amen. 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 It's done. Come on, it's done. It's done today. It is finished. It is finished. In Jesus' Name, it is finished. Can you say Amen? Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.